Hello and welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host, Joshua LeBure, and I'm here with Patrick Kenny and Diana Martinez from Film Streams. Today is part one of three of our coverage of the True False Film Festival. We're talking about our overall experience at True False Teleported. How'd you enjoy the True False Film Festival? It was a really interesting experience this year. Obviously, it was remote. Um, for us, I think for Missouri residents, there were not, I don't think there were in-person screenings and outdoor events for Missouri residents. Um, film streams usually sends a pretty large group down to go to Columbia to watch it. So it was, you know, it was a bittersweet experience to get to, to at least get to see some of it this year, but also missing our usual outing. And it's so nice. It's, it's in early March generally, and it feels like spring has already sprung down there. So we're pretty jubilant to get to go down and see some films. It was the last film festival before COVID last year. Yep. You guys went. We did. And came back. Hindsight. (laughs) Hindsight, Diana. Yeah, it was like the world's last possible film festival. The world shut down like four days after we got back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is so surreal that we went. (laughs) I will say that I did actually participate in a couple of the online film festivals this year from different ones. And this was by far the best experience. Like just as far as like, you know, the swag box you got and like, you know, like they really did a good job. I think at like making it an experience, having boxes like with treats and stuff that kind of go with each movie, which it was like an advent calendar for the festival. Exactly. Oh, interesting. And then they Mm -hmm. had information about the movie. You went in and like, one of the films is based in Colombia, so they had like Colombian chocolate and then, you know, information about the film and then like, you know, some kind of little memorabilia, you know, from that region. And that was the same for like each day. Oh, that's beautiful. It's that is be- really, really cool. It was cool. a huge box. It was fun. But it was as fun as it could be, I think. And I'm really excited to check it out in person because if they take that much care with the actual festival, like the in-person festival, I think that it has to be a great experience. It's pretty much unanimous that uh, among press and other people who go to a lot of festivals, industry people, that it truly is something special because it has a more homemade community feel than a lot of festivals. The the people of Columbia, they give the stats before every screening, but it's something like 800 people volunteer at the fest over the one week that it goes. So it's people of Columbia everywhere you go, uh, like ushering you to your seats, helping you with the lines. It's, it's a really special feeling. And there's live music is integrated into the festival in such an interesting way. Uh, the, you know, so basically you walk into a screening and there's somebody playing there's an artist playing and there's tips going around for that person um it's just a good time and the programming is usually pretty impeccable like the programmers have really good taste um even though it's a like festival of like national renown i think they've maintained a really good balance of like having like really big films that'll satisfy people who like want to be told what to watch basically whilst like showing like really small experimental stuff you know stuff that maybe doesn't you know, have mainstream appeal, but is like really interesting for the medium. That was my favorite part about the festival. Cause I feel like oftentimes I'm trying to like, there's so many documentaries. And one of the things that David and I talked about in our interview that, you know, there really should be like documentary thing, like the documentary label. Sure. But then like genres, because there's so many different types of documentaries. And one of the things I really appreciated about all the films that I saw pretty much, they were all like, 
documentaries that really play with the form and in really interesting, beautiful ways. And um, that's just not something that I'm used to. You know, usually if I get a slate of like 10, 15 documentaries, like 14 of them are, you know, very traditional, you know, sit like talking head interviews. And those can be really great and powerful. But there's so many other ways to make a documentary that it's really refreshing to see, you know, I think I watched seven feature films and, you know, a bunch of shorts. Almost all of them were just done in really interesting, beautiful ways that felt like cinema and not just like, you know, like we talk about on here a lot, just information delivery dumps. Like they really get across information and human stories in a way that I think is like really impactful. Documentaries are really hard to make. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that, that's, you know, you know my opinion on documentaries. No, they really but like, are. I think yeah. it is um, probably a lot harder to make a documentary than it is to make like a narrative feature. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, just in terms like of all the different things that the, the filmmaker needs to balance. I thoroughly enjoyed True False and all the films that played. Make sure you tune in for part two and three, where we talk about films from the True False Film Festival. Next week, we talk about No Kings and songs that flood the river. I'd like to thank Patrick and Diana for joining in and discussing the True False Film Festival with me. For KIOS, I'm Joshua Libyard.